0: Welcome back to the Ultimate Pocket Therapist. We are a mother and daughter team of Shannon and Brooke, wanting to educate, entertain, and enlighten all of you to mental health. Yep. 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 This is what we do. That's what they tell us we do. Right. And by they, I mean us. Right. Because we are, it's just us. And we think we're funny. And entertaining. Mm -hmm. And enlightening. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we have nothing better to do with our lives. (laughs) than to <laughs> than apparently to a make podcast. this <laughs> podcast that, we, that all three of you listen to. <laughs> we better have more. <laughs>
1: anyway, so before we get started, here is the disclaimer. I am not your therapist, and this is not a therapy session. If anything we talk about triggers, brings up issues for you, we strongly recommend that you seek help, and we will share a really good resource with you now. This podcast is being sponsored by BetterHelp. Like we have mentioned in each of our podcasts, if anything we talk about triggers or brings up any issues, don't hesitate to seek counseling. Everyone has struggles and therapy does not need to be scary. Everyone deserves to be happy and you don't need to worry about finding a therapist near you. Because you are your greatest asset.
0: And as a special offer to Ultimate Pocket Therapist listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com uptherapist. That's betterhelp.com slash uptherapist. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. All right. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't so, have anything clever to call you on this. Really? I and you can't I know insult me in any way. No, it'll come. It's just gonna randomly pop out halfway through this episode. Oh, then you'll insult me. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Something to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see if, if I can, I can get it. Being see? insulted
1: by my daughter. Uh huh. No. Yeah. So today we are going to talk about my least favorite type of parents
0: (laughs) a narcissistic mother oh no
1: okay second least favorite type of parent (laughs) right the narcissistic mother does trump this yeah 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 but we're gonna talk about helicopter parents sounds adventurous yeah so we did get an email Yes, we did. We did, and Brooke is actually going to read
0: this one because I've actually read the last two emails and the last two podcasts. So Brooke's turn to read. It's my turn. So is it your turn to produce the episode after we're done here? Oh he'll know Oh okay, I thought we were trading yeah. duties. I'm sorry, Oh no, my mistake. Can just
1: read the damn email.
0: Oh okay, I'll continue <laughs> to do everything else too. Great, great. Yeah. That's fine. I'm not. I'm not bitter, mother. There's the insult. <laughs> not yet. It's coming. We knew it was coming. <laughs> okay so this email is pretty great um i love this email yeah me too so it says hey ladies i love hearing your insight to listener issues i am really hoping you can help me out because i am losing my effing mind and he didn't put effing he spelt it out but you guys can use your imagination right so we don't get well, censored you what's really funny is we say shit and bitch and All this stuff anyways, but that's the one word we're like, "Mm, better not say. Better not say the F word. That's okay. But they know what we meant. Yes. What he meant. So, because he's losing his F wording mind. Okay. Okay. So, for context, I am a straight man who is married to the love of his life. I married my college sweetheart eight years ago after dating for three, and we now have twin boys who are six years old. Before we had the boys, my wife and I loved to travel, hike, and do anything on a whim. We, were, we weren't we were expecting to get pregnant. In fact, we weren't sure kids were even in the plan. Then, bam. Surprise. We were accidentally pregnant with two babies. Never trust the drunken pull and pray kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, anyways... We soon accepted the new future we were thrown into and started to get excited. Unfortunately, it was short-lived. My wife's little body couldn't handle two big boys after 29 weeks along. One evening, we went from eating tacos to having an emergency C-section in two, within two hours. The boys were way too early and immediately went into the NICU on every machine you can imagine. Thankfully, my wife was fine physically, but mentally she was a wreck. She felt terrible and blamed herself for them coming early, even though everyone tried to convince her there was nothing she could have done to change anything. She spent every moment she could in the NICU by their sides, only leaving to go home for a shower or a quick nap. After a few of the longest months ever, our strong little boys were able to come home. As soon as they were home, I saw a huge shift in my wife. She was no longer the carefree woman I married. She was now full of worry. She insisted on being near them every moment, not trusting anyone with them, even me. Prior to the boys being home, my wife had a good career. The plan was for her to go back to work after having the babies and to get a nanny for them. I knew the plan was prolonged due to the trauma during their birth, but I figured after the first six months, we'd start looking for a nanny. When I started to mention it was time to start looking into the next stage of our lives, my wife flipped out, insisting they needed her full time and she needed to be a stay-at-home mom for them. I reluctantly agreed because, let's be honest, what other option did I have? Mommy bear was loose and I didn't want to die. (laughs) As the months turned into years, the mommy bear has not loosened her claws one bit. We have never had a date night without the boys. Why? Because they need her. She won't go get her hair done and leave them with me because they need her. They sleep in our bed every night so she can be right there in case they need her. In fact, I usually sleep on the couch so I can actually get some rest. They will go into our fully fenced backyard to play and she follows them around. They go to a playground. She follows them on the playset. The moment they stumble, she is right there to catch them. These boys seriously have never learned to self-soothe. She is right there to rescue every emotion. The boys have never had to open a snack or clean something up. Why? Because Mommy Bear is right there to hurry and do it for them. They are completely helpless because they aren't allowed to learn life skills that every six-year-old should know. She has even volunteered at their preschool and kindergarten as a teacher's age so she can be close to them in case they need her. I know she is already talking to their first grade teacher about being a part of that class too. Anytime I bring up that she should take a little step back, she fires back at me asking why she's in trouble for being the best mom she can be. I seriously think she's clueless about how crazy she is. As much as it bugs me that they are six and completely helpless, I worry about them growing up to resent her in just a few years or worse. I worry about them being 30 year old virgins living in my house, asking me to open their yogurts. I need some what of a normal life again. I need moments alone with my wife and my kids need to be allowed to be kids. Any ideas would help. Thanks. Signed big daddy, Jim Bob the third. Oh, I mean, man, Karen, (laughs) Man Karen,
1: that's awesome. (laughs) Oh, it's awesome, but what a mess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is... I mean, that is the helicopter mom extreme. Uh Uh-huh. Right. Like, her whole life evolves around the twin boys. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing else. I'm imagining... You know, he didn't get into detail, but I'm imagining that he feels like he's,
0: like, neglected. Yeah, like he's the back burner.
1: Right. You Mm -hmm. know, if everything is about them, they can't even go out without the kids. The kids sleep in their bed.
0: Mm -hmm. You know,
1: I know there's a lot of parents that let little ones sleep in bed, but I think by the time you're six, my opinion is you need to be in your own damn bed.
0: Well, and I think a lot of times, too, what it sounds like is that this listener's, wife like it's not an option for them to sleep anywhere else yeah like instead of parents who get themselves trapped into their kids' habit of sleeping in their bed and they're like they would love for a moment for them to not be right then they have to start weaning them out yeah it doesn't sound like she's going to it doesn't sound like they cannot
1: sleep in her bed when they're 16 uh no no at some point we have got to do something i would you know this is one of those situations That I know I'm a therapist, but the best advice I can give him is to start counseling. Yeah, really. This is one of those ones that just popped out at me when you read it the first time to me. It was like, this guy needs guidance. He needs help. He actually does need to go to therapy and Mm -hmm. figure out how to, to get her to be okay with backing off yeah you know i mean he's got to maybe model that i don't know if he can get her to go to counseling would even be better yeah you know
0: you know for me just because i had my two boys had a very rough start for a week mm-hmm. i mean i there are parents that are in nICUs for months and oh it's my first one was in a NICU for weeks yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. um but I, I just, I know just in that week for both of my boys when they were that sick and they were in there, how scary and traumatic it was. To me, it kind of, I feel kind of bad for this mom. I feel it's like she is really suffering with some anxiety. She's got trauma. Trauma. Yeah, like, trauma
1: stuff going on. That's why counseling would be good. Yeah,
0: she's got something mm-hmm.
1: that she needs to work through. Right. Yep, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think if he could start counseling and get help and get her, Maybe to go to counseling as well, Mm -hmm. start some maybe marital stuff or something to get her into where she recognizes she's she's going to cause some issues here. Yeah, those. Yeah, yeah,
0: because those little boys, if it doesn't die down soon, they're kind of screwed. Yeah. They're not going to have any promise to growing into adults at all. No, no. (laughs) Like he said, they're going to be 30 year old virgins living in his house, needing him to open their yogurt. I know.
1: And you know, that's, (laughs) I mean, I get, that's a fear. Yeah. 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 So that kind of brings up our topic, I guess, of helicopter parents. Yeah. Kind of does. Kind of does. That's a good example of one. (laughs) Yeah. That's an extreme
0: example. But Uh,
1: so, you know, looking at this, The definition of a helicopter parent from Wikipedia, okay? Mm -hmm. A helicopter parent is a parent who pays extremely close attention to a child or children's experiences and problems. Mm -hmm. Okay, so kind of like a no-brainer definition, Yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And so they basically literally rescue everything about the child. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're always, like, running lunches over to the school or permission slips or band instruments or homework assignments. They're, like, there's no natural consequences for the child forgetting. Yeah. Because the parent rescues. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And any time their kid is in any kind of a jam, a situation or whatever, they are right there to take care of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They never allow the child to struggle. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, and as a result, there's zero life lessons. Right. You know, like you're saying, there's no natural consequences. There's no life lessons. Right. You know, it's like the the things you learn as a little kid, be bopping outside by yourself and taking a spill or... Yeah. You know, when you're trying to exert independence and it goes poorly, as a kid, that's lessons you learn. Yeah,
1: it's a learning Yeah, yeah but when your mommy's always yeah.
0: there to make sure you never trip over a stair or you never right. forget an assignment or you never do anything, mm-hmm. then, you know, what, what happens when you do become a young adult? Well, you know, these are the kids that
1: honestly go off to college and spend the first year flunking out mm-hmm. or trying to figure out how to get their head on straight <laughs> Yeah, or adult, you know, mm-hmm. and they don't know they they're just absolutely lost because yeah. they've never been able to do anything on their own.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I think we have more of this happening now than we ever have. I see it a lot. Yeah. Yep. I, I see it a lot. In fact, when that
1: email came in, I am thinking, oh my word, I could sit here and spend an hour just doing stories and examples of helicopter parents. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's not uncommon. hmm You know, and they want their kids in every extracurricular activity. They want them on the best teams. You know, they want, they go down and want them in with the best teachers. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they just pave this way that there's no failure yeah but mm-hmm. then as or a result struggles. yeah
0: as a result too is then they don't let go long enough for any positivity to come out of those sports extracurricular activities right alone with being a school teacher you know like yeah. or alone with your school teacher like mm-hmm. those either like they never have the opportunity to learn either right oh i know yeah
1: so, if we look at helicopter parents, so we're kind of like talking about these impacts on the kids, yeah, but these are lasting impacts, mm-hmm, you know this stuff that we're talking about carries over into adulthood, yeah, because as a child, you know they they never never were able to like even do
0: school projects on their own, yeah, you know, yeah. And then, you know, as, as they grow up too, when they get into older high school, they're not able to troubleshoot and figure out what assignments no. are missing on their own. Or... Well, there's
1: no critical thinking skills. Right. Yeah. 0 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the parents doing it all for them. Mm-hmm. You know, they do not have the ability to even learn coping skills, you know, emotional regulation. hmm Yeah. And it's interesting because they're always a victim. Yeah. So their mom is mom or dad is fixing them. Yeah. You know, it's always they're minimizing, they're swooping it under the table. It's not that big of a deal. They're just softening everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and poor my kid, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Another real problem with um kids that come from helicopter parents is a real sense of entitlement.
0: Oh, I believe that. Uh-huh.
1: Yep. Well, they're basically never told no. Yeah. They get everything they want. Everything is rescued, everything is taken care of. Mhm.
0: You'll do it for me. Mhm. You, you know, I want this, you will give me that. Right. Yeah. 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 And, you know, so then
1: that also not always, but it can lead to a real dependence on the parents.
0: Oh, I believe that. Mm-hmm. I think
1: it almost goes one way or another. It does. That's why I said not always. Because the other flip side of that is they get to a point where they're so sick and tired of being micromanaged. That they go F you and they get the hell out of there. Right. That Mm -hmm. they go the other direction. So here's another thing that I see as a therapist that people really need to think about. Mm -hmm. Okay, Is that these kids, they've always got their parents' voice in their head. Yeah. Okay. The parents are rescuing and telling them what to do and fixing everything. Mm -hmm. Right. So the ones that do the old F you, I'm done, they don't know how to make their own decisions. They don't know how to do any kind of critical thinking. So guess what? The voices they listen to now are their peers. Oh, God. And these peers do not always make the best decisions, but they can't make their own decisions. They're used to people making decisions for them. Yeah. And so if it's not the parents because they're angry at the parents or tired of being micromanaged, then the, oftentimes they end up with like bad friends mm-hmm. and get caught into doing things they shouldn't do because they, they've never had any critical thinking skills to play the tape out and any consequences. Right. Yeah. And so it's it can be, you know, there's no natural consequence growing up, so it can be a real issue with teenagers when they have come from helicopter parents, you know? Mm-hmm. Or it, the other opposite like we said is it just leads to them being totally dependent on the parent. Right. They can do nothing for themselves. Right. You know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but it's going to have an impact on on the children. Yeah, one there way is, or another.
0: Right there
1: is absolutely no way it's not going to impact the kids when we have, you know, really bad helicopter parents. Mhm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of brings up the question of, you know, why do parents do it? See,
0: so I think there's lots of lots of reasons. One of the things that get that I think about a lot too, and it's almost like the the devil's advocate of it. Okay. Is I think that sometimes when you have helicopter parents, it isn't because they're overly protective or they're overly involved. I think sometimes it can just be easier just to do it for your kid. So that way you don't have to spend extra time parenting. Oh... You know what I mean? Where just so like just do it yourself and try to teach the child how to do it. Try to teach them about consequences. Yeah, try like to the more educate. time they spend off the tablet or off the Xbox that you are trying to teach them life lessons is longer time that is taking away from you as a parent and what you want to be doing. Oh, that's an interesting idea. And yeah. that's one thing I wonder with the helicopter parents we see more now. Yeah, is because when your kid is engaged in the technology we have. It is so much easier to just leave them there, yeah, and then do everything for them, so you don't have to like help them do it. Yeah, so you can continue to do what you want to do. That's yeah. one. That's one of the helicopter parents that I have been curious about.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting twist
0: on, it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that actually is a a good good idea.
0: Yeah, Mm-hmm. yeah. But then I also think like for this uh, the listener who wrote in, I think. Uh, what has caused the helicopter parent in that situation is trauma and not ever wanting the babies or her babies who are now you know little boys six years old yeah, yeah. to ever suffer again and you just you right can't let that even be an option mm-hmm. yeah I bet you
1: she has a great deal of anxiety oh yeah you know yeah. just worries about the world and trying to protect them and mm-hmm. it's her responsibility yeah. You know, yeah. Well, you know, I think, too, um, there's the parents that are helicopter parents and want the best for their kids because their childhood was shit.
0: Yeah, definitely. And they're
1: overcompensating from having a bad childhood. Mm -hmm. And they don't want their kids to ever experience that or ever go through what they've gone through. Mm -hmm. And so they create this whole different world. That their parent that their parents not that their kids never have to experience anything that they had to go through yeah mm-hmm. very valid and I think too that there's an awful lot of um, pressure to succeed as a parent
0: like yeah. it's a reflection on them hmm and I think that also we probably see a lot more of now due to social media mm-hmm and needing to portray the perfect life and the perfect everything, right. too. Yeah. I don't know if there is an increase in helicopter parents now versus later, but I I just am kind of assuming that there is. Okay. You yeah. know, just because. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. There's there's not, I didn't see any studies or any statistics on it, but it just kind of makes me wonder if we have, you know, more pressure to be a perfect mom, perfect dad, perfect family. Because of social media, you know, or in return, we have more technology that consumes lives and makes it easier to just not have to parent. Right. So, therefore, you overly compensate by doing things just for them, too, like I was saying before. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah. just kind of curious.
1: So, you know, we were kind of talking about the negatives. Are there any positives
0: to helicopter parent? You know, honestly, I think that there can be, you know, because for most of the helicopter parents, you'd assume that they're very involved. All needs are being met, Mm -hmm. you know, but then on the twist of that, then you expect that to always happen. So maybe not. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I think there can be some positives to
1: it because I've been thinking about this and you think about the fact that these kids are always going to learn to be on time. (laughs) yeah right they're always going to learn to do their homework and get it turned in even if the parent is right there hovering over them doing the homework you know Mm -hmm. they're going to probably get good grades yeah because assignments are going to be done tests are going to be studied for
0: yeah the parent
1: is going to be right there helping them study for the test, helping them do their spelling words, helping them go out the door with their backpack, with their homework in. If not, the parent takes the homework to the school. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, they're going to end up
0: with some some positives. But the, the, the twist on that, though, is there is have they ever learned how to be on time on their own? Oh, no. You know what I mean? Or yeah. have they ever learned how to manage their homework on their own. But you're hoping as they get older
1: and they start to adult, that they realize that they need
0: to be on time. I mean, there could be the positives. Right. Yeah. Just, I think it's a slippery slope though. I think there's probably more negatives than there is positives to a true helicopter parent. Right. You know, you know, so how do you, how do you work
1: towards like encouraging, um, autonomy with your kid i mean it's like i guess first of all where i'm kind of going with that is first of all you've got to recognize that you need to start backing off yeah you know if this child is going to have any kind of independence any kind. I think the first thing that's what we've got going on with this email Mm -hmm. is she doesn't recognize it.
0: Yeah. The boys are now to that age where they need to fail at things. Uh Try things. Right. Fall down. Mm -hmm. Drop a snack. Right. Yeah.
1: Have a consequence for behavior. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. But you know if if you get to a point where you recognize you've got to back off you can't do it all at once right
0: you can't just be like oh no i'm done now yeah
1: you're on your own yeah yeah because yeah.
0: there's a fine line because i think every parent has to helicopter in some ways you know Because right. well if that's not, part of parenting yeah because right. you know for me like on summer days when my kids are home from school and i work from home if i didn't remind them to you know meet their own needs uh-huh. they would never come off that xbox they wouldn't eat all day Yeah. So I do, you know, I have to helicopter at some point of like, go find something to eat because you are hungry. Right. Oh, oh, I'm hungry. Oh, yeah. yeah." You know, because the kids, kids have to have some level of helicoptering or they'll die. Well, that's (laughs) just part of parenting, though. Yeah. I think there's a big
1: difference between the hovering and the micromanaging. Yeah, that's true. You know, because parents do have a responsibility to feed children. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that's part of making sure your kids eat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yep. But I think we have to recognize that we've got to give them um, time and space and also give them an appropriate level of support. So they can learn to start building up their skills, Mm -hmm. you know, but again, that's recognizing that we've got to make those changes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and let your kids fail. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with a child failing at something. Our greatest lessons in life come from failures. Right. Yeah. Another thing I think in getting this autonomy with kids is encourage um, communication. Okay. So that kids can tell you what their needs are mm-hmm. instead of you assuming what they are and rescuing what you think they are.
0: Yeah. Okay. Instead so of talking for them mm-hmm. and getting, yeah. Coming to your own conclusion, give them a chance to right. speak yeah. up. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Right. Because what we see
1: with this helicoptering thing is it creates so much more anxiety and depression in kids mm-hmm. okay and low self-esteem yeah because they don't feel like they can do anything for themselves yeah and so they don't feel confident and that's a huge impact of helicoptering when they start to grow up as we see kids on antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications and they're just struggling emotionally But, you know, they don't even think they have the ability to cope with their own emotions.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially and I think, too, um, you know, with that is if you've never been allowed to fail or have a consequence or have your own oh shit moment. Right. um, Until you are an adult, I think that that failure, that oh shit, that pain, that embarrassment It hits so much harder, too, because, you you know, you've never learned that, oh, shit happens. That's Mm -hmm. okay. Right. And I can see uh, kids like that isolating. Exactly. Like, I'm not even going to bother.
1: Yeah. Because of fear of going out into the real world and having a failure. Mm -hmm. Because they don't know how to deal with failure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, I think, you know, I think it's real important when kids are little to... Give them responsibility, give them chores, you know, start kind of making them a little bit responsible for their age appropriate things, Mm -hmm. you know, because when
0: we don't, it's a disaster at the end. Yeah. Well, you know, and like for our, you know, listener at six years old, they should be able to go in the fully fenced backyard by themselves and get muddy, wreak havoc, do whatever and not have mommy. Right there. Right, you know, it it's okay for them to go out and have a little adventure at six. Mm-hmm. They're out of the age of eating things. They're out of the, you know, they're right. yeah, they're, they're now in imagining get harmed. Right, they're in their imagination land. Let them be there. Right, you know, and it's okay for them to go in and find their own snacks from the pantry and open them up themselves and and put their wrappers in the garbage yeah, can. Yeah, throw them away and have right. a few little chores. Like yeah, they they're not. Yeah. They're not expect you know they shouldn't be expected to be full grown ass adults at this point but there are the normal six year old independencies that right really yeah that's a really defying age I think for kids mm-hmm. they're they're kind of getting to that big kid stage right. at that point they're all and, the way on first grade right yeah yeah they're and all big now they get to go to first grade without their mommy and that's yeah. okay that's fun. Right, my I can guarantee my second grader. If I decided I was going to start going to school with him every day, by day two he'd be like, "Look, woman, you got to get lost. Go play right. in the road. Mm-hmm. Get the hell out of here." Right,
1: <laughs> and that's basically how it should be. Yeah,
0: it should mm-hmm. be like, "Why you're embarrassing? Go away." Yeah, mommy should not be there all day with you. Right. <laughs> that's what we do when we punish kids. Exactly. Then we follow their little asses to <laughs> school, school when they've place. screwed up.
1: That's right. Oh, that's funny. But you know, years ago. Um, I was working, I had a satellite office over in a town that had a college in it
0: and, um, So I had a bunch of college students. Okay, okay, okay. You had a satellite office in a town that had a college in it. Uh The way I heard you say that was that your office had a college in it. I was like, what kind of office were you working in? I don't think that's classified (laughs) as an office. I think you're thinking campus. What the hell are you talking
1: about? Oh, that's funny. Okay, I'm
0: good at following now. You're following. Carry on. Yeah.
1: And I remember having this client that... I really did feel sorry for, but he, he was a product of a helicopter mom Mm. and he was at college and he was just struggling and he came in to see me with anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. Okay. But the story was, he was the youngest of two boys. Okay. And his mom was a stay at home mom. And she did nothing but dote on, especially him. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so he said he remembers if he had a science project or something that was due like a, something he had to create and build a project at school when he was younger, he would wake up the next morning and his mom would have done it.
0: And so he had a, he had a homework fairy. That would magically yes.
1: come in and grant his uh-huh. homework wishes, and would also do the cards that he needed to read to present the <gasps> a flashcard fairy too. Right? Wow, mm-hmm. uh-huh. that's that's fancy. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! That he said that he learned as he was as he got older to use his anxiety as an excuse not to do homework. And he would have too much anxiety and pretty soon his mom would jump in and look at what homework needed to be done. And she would either sit down with him and basically walk him through it or she'd just do it. Wow. Yeah, she would just write the papers. She would just do it because he learned and he didn't have any chores to do because if he didn't do them, then before night she would just go ahead and do them. Like, she told him he had to do chores. Like, I remember him saying his job was to do the dishes. Mm -hmm. Okay. But he wouldn't do the dishes. He'd just go in and play on his Xbox. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so pretty soon the dishes were just done. So there's a dish fairy also. A dish fairy. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So he never got his driver's license until
0: a few weeks before he went to college. Wow. Well, he probably never had to. There's no. She no... took him everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do something hard like driver's ed and passing a driver's test when you have a driver ferry also? Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so he had never, of course, been
1: away from home. Mm-hmm. And when I was seeing him, he was failing his classes. I bet. And. His reason I'm too depressed, I have too much anxiety, you know, but he literally did not know how to function. Yeah. And he was living in a dorm that had a food plan. hmm So you didn't have to cook. You just went down to the cafeteria. Okay. Okay. And there's two people in the room. It was a, like a high rise dorm. Okay. Okay. So he didn't really have to socialize with anybody. He had one roommate he didn't have to cook and he lived on campus even though he had a car he didn't have to drive mhm okay and so he was basically isolating at school your one opportunity to go out meet the world have friends do college yeah. activities and he was so full of anxiety and depression and did not know how to leave he was a mess that's when that was the story that popped up
0: and it's you know. all because his he he was without mommy and didn't know how to function without his mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he, that was
1: that was created. Yeah, it would totally. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, it was really sad. Yeah, I worked with him for quite a while, and we made some really good progress, especially when he started to identify why he was so inadequate to be able to do stuff cuz he was smart. Yeah. You know. He and, just
0: never was given the opportunity to realize he was smart. Right. Yeah. It wasn't that he couldn't do it, he
1: never had he never had to do it. Right. Yeah. Wow. I know. Yeah. So I've worked with several cases of both ways. Mhm. You know, kids that I've had kids that get resentful of being micromanaged all the time and mom in their business all the time and kinda go off the deep end and do some rebellion, again make poor decisions because they'd never been taught how to make a decision. Yeah. You know. Yep. I've had lots of clients that way too and Mm -hmm. yep. Wow. Yep. So my best advice for this poor email guy is I would really recommend the counselling
0: both for him and her. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. There's your wife is suffering in some way with right. something. Right. You know, especially where this is not in her nature and she just seems like it's almost has control over her. Mm hmm. You know, there's something going on with her and, you know, she definitely yeah. would could use some help with it, I'm sure. Right. It's just the first step is getting her to admit that she needs help for it, that there is a problem. Yeah, I'm
1: thinking you better start counseling first and kind of be the model. Yeah, yeah. see if you can get her to come in with you.
0: Right. Because I doubt she's going to be receptive to it in the beginning. No, especially like he said in in her mind. She's being the best mom she can be. And yeah, sure she is. But also, she's kind of being the worst mom she can be in right. a way too.
1: Yeah, the impact that's going to have on the kids,
0: long-term impact, yeah, is long not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So. Well, very interesting topic for sure. It is. Yeah, it
1: is. It's it's out there.
0: Mm-hmm. Jeez. Definitely. Yep. Yep. Well, thank you for uh, Big Daddy Jim Bob the Third for. Um, <laughs> I love it. I love it. that was just like pure smartassery at that point. And I applaud you, sir. I, uh, I enjoyed fits that. Right in with it us, it right. does. It does. I appreciate it. Thank you. But thanks for your email. And, you know, sorry, you are going through that. But, you know, if anyone else has any inputs or any good stories, don't be afraid to, you know, send them in. Um, also, we have bonus content for our patrons of our Patreon. But the link to that is in our show notes. And we appreciate you all. Like, share, promote us, tell your friends, listen with your mommy. Right. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll catch you all next time.